tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops. Okay, listeners, one more thing. This fall, when you're being inundated with all this American Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays brouhaha, don't forget what you're celebrating. And that's the fact that a bunch of slave-owning, aristocratic white males didn't want to pay their taxes. Hops and Box Office Flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back. This is our 212th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We are the internet's premier podcast for good movies. No, no, scratch that. Bad movies, except for this one, and mostly good beer. Tonight, we continue our look at gridiron flops with 1993's quintessential high school film, Dazed and Confused. I am your pesky paddling host, the Thunderous Wizard, and along with me tonight for this teensy bit of felonious hazing are the man who came here to drink beer and kick ass, Bling Blake, Thank God we are not almost out of beer because I'm a terrible fighter. Yeah. Well, you know, that that's it's like an empty threat, empty I'm gesture, not, as they'd say. I'm not like what did what did he call him? The that that something Newton. monkey dominant male monkey motherfucker. Dominant uh, male monkey motherfucker. There we go. God, Adam Goldberg is good with the huh? Huh? <laughs> uh, and we've also got the only man coach preferred didn't come back out for football, Captain Cash. Hey, uh, Thunder's Wizard, you, you got an extra beer? Nah, man. Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> uh, points of order, you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Hops and Beal Flops. Days and Confused is apparently free to stream on Peacock. I didn't check, but it said it was free on the internet. But you should 100% own this movie. It is, I think, one of the best movies of the 90s. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I love this movie. So we have an interesting thing we're going to do for beer tonight. And because this is a high school movie centered around, well, centered loosely around football and much more so around uh, smoking pot and drinking beers, we're going to talk about the slummy high school beers we used to drink on your average Saturday night beer bust at the Moon Tower. Blink Blake, why don't you kick us off? Well, the funny thing is when I was in high school, I, I drank classier beers than when I was in college because I was employed. Bling Blake started his sales career early, but uh, you know, didn't have any expenses because parents are awesome. So my my high school beer of choice was usually full red fat boy Budweiser. Uh, and the occasional Bud Light, you know, it's Ohio's is is Anheuser-Busch territory for sure. Now, college was all about Natty Light. Yes. Or yeah. sometimes yeah. Natty Ice, or as our rugby team called it, Natty Fight. Natty Ice, if you're feeling nasty. Natty yeah. Fight or Flight. There's uh-huh. two options yeah. on the table here. So I kind of, you know, I, I've, I've run the, the spectrum over the years. You know, high school, we drank a lot of terrible beers, even though, you know, we were from St. Louis, which is Anheuser-Busch country. Uh, Bush would be an Anheuser-Busch beer that was a favorite of some. Uh, We drank a lot of Milwaukee's Best, which I don't recommend to anyone. East. Yeah, the Beast from the East. Not not good. 
my friend's dad constantly drank that. That was that was a common uh, stolen garage beer for us in high school. Says a lot about your neighbors, but you know it is what it is. You know, and I don't know if you should be stealing from someone whose fridge is full of <laughs> Milwaukee's best. That person is liable to uh, to enforce you know his property rights. They probably have yeah, man see, traps. In his fridge <laughs> was beer. In his freezer was body parts. Yeah, you got you got to be careful. We're just gonna watch some movies. Yeah, yeah I'll show you some movies. Come on yeah. over and steal my beast. I'll show you a thing or two. Yeah, where was Jeffrey Dahmer from again? Uh, just lie with what, me for Mil- a while. Milwaukee, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know he liked the beast. He had to. So I would say now, how many beers would I be willing to sit through drinking Milwaukee's best? None. I'm never having a Milwaukee's best again. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) harsh. Not even for old time's sake. You know, no, I don't need the nostalgia. I'm good. It's the same with like, hey, we got a handle of vodka. What is it? Pop off. All good. (laughs) good. Yeah, I'll just have just, do you have just orange juice? Do you guys have any of that? Do you guys have any seltzer? No, like like sparkling water. Just plain, (laughs) plain soda water, no flavoring. (laughs) You know what? Just just spit in my mouth. We'll call (laughs) it. Teensy bit of lime, if you would. Uh, so <laughs> Days and Confused, written and directed by one of my favorite directors, Richard Linkletter, uh, who somehow couldn't get a studio to buy his new film until like three days ago, uh, which is, I think it's called The Killer. Hitman. Hit, the Hitman, because The Killer's the Fastbender one. So Netflix just bought The Hitman for $20 million. It's supposed to be incredible. I think it's like a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's uh, coming out in like, like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Linkletter rarely misses. He did the the Sunset trilogy. He obviously did this. Um, the one movie I think that he did that didn't really work, probably the Bad News Bears remake. Which, in retrospect, why? Why do it? But at the same yeah. time, I I still enjoyed that movie. If anybody can yeah. be Walter Matthau, it's Billy Bob Thornton. I mean, the movie's not bad, but um, when we get to recommendations, he directed another great sort of timepiece film that's coming of age that i will recommend so this movie stars jason not jeremy london as randall pink floyd you've got wiley scatman wiggins as mitch kramer matthew i'm a dwarf mcconaughey as wooderson rory empire records cockman as slater joey amalrat lauren adams as simone welcome back mia the fifth element jovovich as michelle Sean, I was married to Mia Jovovich for a month. Andrews as Pickford. And that is a true story. They eloped. That's 30 days of his life. Yeah, they eloped and then when worst. she was uh, 16 and her parents insisted they get it annulled and they did. Honestly, that's probably where that guy peaked because uh, from everything I read about this movie, he was not well liked on set. He acted as if he was going to be some big star. He told the cleaning staff to keep his sheets because he was going to be a movie star. And he didn't do a whole lot after this. And uh, a lot of people actually didn't. And there's a few people that really surprised me that didn't. But we'll get there. Did he... Uh, do you think he ran into some trouble? Because uh, he uh, married a 16-year-old? I mean, they were all very young uh, on this movie. And there's a trivia question about... Uh, the age of consent in Texas? The redheaded <laughs> uh, actress. Because she was only allowed on set because she had a guardian. And we'll, we'll get there. But because you know, she was 16, too. And that's Giovanni Rabisi's twin sister. 
Oh, I thought that was going to be the trivia question. I was getting really excited that I no, knew that because you knew that one. Yeah, because her yeah. name is Rabisi, jackass. Who else could she be related to? I don't know. You don't the know Connecticut Rabisis. Yeah. yeah, Stan Rabisi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know Pat. Pat Rabisi. He sells the cheesesteaks in Philly. Wait, are, are we going to get into the the Pats versus Geno's argument right now over Rabisi? We, we might. You know. Uh, Let's do it. So we've got Adam of the Goldbergs Goldberg as Mike, Anthony Magoo Rap as Tony, Sasha. I was killed by an all-time slasher. Jensen as Don because Michael Myers murdered that motherfucker in Halloween Four. You've got Cole Johns Hauser as Benny, Ben Batman Affleck as O'Banion, Michelle Major League Two Burke as Jody. Again, welcome back, and many, many more such as Parker Posey. A token appearance from Renee Zellweger, who if you blink, you'll miss her because she literally just walks by the Emporium at one point and then is sitting in a blue pickup truck. Did they realize she looks exactly like Joey Lauren Adams and they couldn't have the two of them in the same film without it being confusing? Well, that was the thing. This movie, there's a lot of what ifs like Vince Vaughn not only auditioned to be O'Banion, he auditioned to be Benny and he didn't get benny because they thought he looked too much like uh i think sasha jensen as don so hmm. that that's what if claire danes auditioned to be um what's the girl's name that anthony rap winds up dating the fresh sabrina sabrina so but she was too wholesome they thought to be sabrina so she didn't get the role but there's a whole list of people who who didn't make this movie uh Anyways, this was released September 24th of 1993, and it was a bomb. It grossed $6.9 million on a budget of $8 million, which about a fourth of was for the music. And this movie has one of the most bitching soundtracks of any movie ever. Um, but like Lebowski, this movie has thrived on home media. 92% on Rotten Tomatoes with 65 reviews, 90% user score. People love this movie they still watch it to this day it is a cult classic in every sense of the term and i would argue it's probably one of the more beloved high school movies ever made if not the most because it captures the essence of high school i think better than any other movie even if you're not from the 70s yeah i completely agree i i love this movie always have it is infinitely quotable uh it was you know, like a lot of link letter movies, probably just destined to be a cult classic from day one. And I mean, ironically, this movie might not have been what it is had a few things shaken out differently. As I mentioned, like nobody liked Sean Andrews Pickford. He was supposed to be a way bigger part of the movie. And because he was so well, he tried to fist fight Jason London. So all their scenes together, you notice they As interact very little. That's why McConaughey is a bigger role in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's why McConaughey gives the L-I-V-I-N speech on the 50-yard line of the high school football field because that was supposed to be Pickford in that scene. Instead, it's McConaughey. And again, how did McConaughey get in this movie? Well, he got drunk with the casting director at a local Austin bar, and they talked about playing golf. And they got hammered together and got kicked out of the bar together. Next thing you know, he's like, you got to come audition for this movie. He gets the part. So... You never know. Destiny. Who? All right, all right, all right. Yeah. So how would you guys describe Dazed and Confused in one sentence? We'll start with Captain Cash. You know that movie everyone always wants you to watch? It's this one. Okay, yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen this movie, you should watch it immediately. It's like this in The Godfather. 
Well, I mean, there's probably some others on the list, but yeah, Bling Blake. <laughs> Only two things you need to do in this world is watch Days and Confused and The Godfather. I mean, it's like it a natural... answers most of the questions. That's yeah. all I'm trying to it's say. It's a very natural not all of them. The Costa like Nostra, high school English. It's a very Fine. seamless transition. Uh, all right, so for me, uh, Days and Confused may not be the OG stoner comedy, but it is for me. Okay, yeah. I would just describe it as as much as things change generation to generation, much of it stays the same. But unless a movie can capture it like this one does, it can't be as special as this one is. I, I realize that's a little convoluted as I say it, but if you watch this, you will relate to this movie. You'll be, you'll be like, that reminds me of shit I did in high school. Or yeah, I had a friend sure. just like that. And oddly enough... Richard Linkletter had friends just like this, which is why he got sued by three of his high school friends for using their names in this movie. Well done. Yeah. But statute of limitations were up on that. So now the actual IMDb description is the adventures of high school and junior high students on the last day of school in May, 1976, which that is the movie in a nutshell. But I think if you combine it with ours, that is the film because the film is much more, than just about this last day of school. It's about the people. Yeah, I mean, much like this, we I mean we say this movie is a, uh, a a gridiron flop, which it is not. We'll not to have that argument right is now. There, is there a football coach? There is a football coach and a football field, and technically, we did see a football play get run. That being said, marijuana uh, on one, <laughs> reefer on two. Uh, it's. <laughs> It, it's it it uses football the same way it uses high school. It's just a setting. Uh, it has very little to do with with high school, other than like you said, the people relationships and the crap that we all pulled uh, during those years. You cannot tell me that one of your coaches in really short, tight shorts and a shirt made for a much smaller man did not tell you to not get lazy on him this summer, lying around chasing the muff around. <laughs> I'm was, serious, guys. It was exactly like that. In fact, and we had to sign a "We're not gonna drink and do drugs" pledge, a commitment pledge. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was a thing up until like 2005. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't recall ever signing anything for high school sports, but I mean, I do remember we always had to wear a suit, like not a suit, but we'd wear dress pants and a tie and dress shoes to hockey games which I always thought was stupid because the one thing you're going to, as soon as you play that game, you smell as bad as any person on earth. And then you just have to put all your dress clothes back on. It's like, gosh, darn. And then you got to get them dry clean. Cause that smells very hard to get out. I'm just telling you now. The inside of hockey pads and football pads is one of those smells that just, it's not, it's not good. It probably smells like Chumpzilla's car after all the Taco Bell. So, fermented taco bell flatulence yeah all right so let's get to the plot of this film feel free to stop me i'm gonna kind of go over it really generically because i want to talk more about some of the things in our lingering questions but it's may night it's may 28th 1976 it's the last day of school at lee high school in austin texas rising seniors are on a mission to torment the rising freshmen the guys are roaming around town with paddles they fashion shop class to administer punishment and the gals 
are rounding up the soon-to-be freshman girls into trucks to subject them to various embarrassing acts. This apparently happened in Richard Linkletter's hometown growing up, which in the 70s I could see it being, and a small Texas town, I could totally see it being like, oh, it's just good fun. But uh, you can't you can't paddle children. No. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah, it's not. That's not cool. No, it's not. It's not nice, and uh, can get you in big trouble. So, don't do it. Uh, this is all a backdrop for a coming of age movie about a group of Texas teens who just want to have fun. Some play football and party. Others just smoke a lot of pot. Muse about the aliens George Washington worshipped at Mount Vernon. Anyway, the movie essentially takes place over the course of twenty four hours. They're all supposed to attend a party at Pickford's house. But the plan is blown when the beer delivery guy arrives too early. Thus, new plans must be made. So in between pit stops at the Emporium, which is a pool hall, and Top Notch Burger, which is a burger joint. I've been to a Top Notch. Yeah. And with some light vandalism, i.e. smashing mailboxes and car windows, plans are made to have a beer bust at the Moon Tower. Essentially, they're going to go do what high school kids do and party in the middle of a field. Party at the Moon Tower. Hey, everyone's invited this get together brings all of our various groups back together because this movie is basically pockets of people who are all crossing paths at certain points and that is a lot like high school right like hey i'll see you there and i'm going with these people and then you run into them and now i'm going with them but whatever so you've got the jocks who are vainly attempting to get pink the starting quarterback to sign his commitment pledge to the team you've got the stoners who as i mentioned are blithering about washington's fields of weed they are also Pink's secondary group of friends uh, who show him the lighter side of life. This includes Wooderson, an aging creep, who's the highlight of the movie. <laughs> You've got the nerds who just want to have one good night out instead of bumming around their basement playing poker. As it turns out, going to parties can be hazardous for your health. Especially if you pick a fight with a dominant male monkey motherfucker. <laughs> that one. Yeah. That one. You got to watch out for that. Smells like somebody smoking some reefers over here. Yeah. Who are you, Isaac fucking Newton? <laughs> just, just an observation. <laughs> I mean, why would you get mad about that? That guy. I mean, like, no, you should. On. Like, he wasn't smoking enough pot. Clearly. Yeah. Come on, Clint. Don't punch down. Clint what just wanted to get into a fight. He yeah. only came here to drink beer and kick some ass. But if you're a tough guy, Clint, you don't punch down to the town nerd. Right. Yeah. Right? It's kind of. No. Yeah. No. Clint's a wimp. That's one of those fights you don't win, right? Because if yeah. you lose, you got beat up by the town nerd. And if you win, you're the asshole that beat up the town the nerd. The town yeah. nerd. Yeah. If you get tested by the town nerd, you're in, you're in big trouble going forward. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you've got a hodgepodge of other people we've met throughout the film. Sadly, Ben Affleck's O'Banion, a fifth-year senior who flunked just to abuse more children, never returns after some plucky rising freshman dump paint all over him. I know I said Wooderson mcconaughey's character is the highlight but if you didn't think ben affleck was going to be a star when you see him in this movie you're insane he is incredible in this movie he's great wild to go back and just see how young he looks it's crazy he's, yeah it really he's is so awful in this movie yeah. he's oh he's so he's unlikable. such an asshole and he's so good at it yeah, I mean this, and uh, you know he does it in Mallrats as well, and it's yep. fantastic yep. there. Like you know, it's a very similar character, and you know, very similar directors for that matter. Regardless, they party, they talk about life. The movie's really all about the characters and not conforming to what other pink, what other people think you should be. It's poignant. It's always relatable. 
That's damn near perfect. So before we get into our lingering questions, because then we're going to get into some character preferences and some of our favorite moments of the film. How many beers are required to watch Days and Confused? I'll just kick us off. None. None. Because this movie is just a very well-made film. It's very well-written. And as I said, it's very relatable. But this is a college dorm, all-time dorm movie where you sit around drinking beers with your buddies and you could, in the hour and 42-minute runtime or whatever it is, you could easily get four or five beers in there or play drinking games responsibly, of course. So what do you think, Blink Blake? Uh, I'm I'm right there with you. This movie requires zero beers to enjoy, but it'd be a lot cooler if you did. There you go. Uh, because yeah. this movie is all right, all right, all right. And at 102 minutes, exactly right. You you should have three enjoyment beers, and maybe more if you really want to get into the groove. Um, and a you know, bong rip or two probably wouldn't kill you either. Um, this is a great movie. I, I love it so much. I'm right there with you. And you know what this movie does? That's one of my favorite things in movies. And even if it doesn't necessarily work for the movie, the credits where they have the 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 little clip of the person as the name is by them, they do it in Predator, and it's like doesn't fit here. These guys are all just murdered by an alien. But here <laughs> They're it's all like, dead. It's like you want to see these guys one last time. Uh, yeah. Captain Cash, what do you think? You know what? I'm gonna be the lone dissenter that I I understand that this movie is well loved and all that i it just never completely clicked with me four you mute his mic for the rest of the pod yeah this, this is i this i mean it, it's heavy still blasphemy this is egregious yeah it's I, I'm still really endlessly quotable and, and all that i just eh. we were cellmates together cash you got payback coming are, are you the <laughs> new chumpzilla do we? Do I mean, we have maybe to replace Mr. Poopy. Someone can? has to be. I mean, that's a fair point. We can't all just love it. I mean, but, but everybody loves this movie. Yeah. What's going on here? Like, I'm not I saying have... it's a bad movie. I'm just saying, like, of the times I watched it, including recently, I was like, yeah, no, eh, all right. God, you know why? Like, it's very He's... impressive to see what these people will later go on to do. Captain Cash got paddled. Is that what happened? Were you hazed too hard? Grade. Maybe. Can you show us on the Captain Cash t-shirt where this movie touched you? The soul pole. <laughs> the soul pole. Fuck you. The only unbelievable part of this movie is that in 1976, they were all just hanging out with the black guy. In a small remote Texas town where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, not like, yeah. like anywhere, but it was... Uh, there was there wasn't a hint of racism in this movie. I thought that was... Which is very, I mean, like Parker Posey's character, clearly a racist. Yeah. She's awful like in almost yeah. every way. Yeah. yeah. So she would be like, she doesn't exhibit racist, racist behavior, but like it can be inferred. She's absolutely the worst character, which I guess I'm giving away one of my questions, but I hate her in this movie. And oh, I guess that's she... the point, but yeah. All right, effective. all you little freshman bitches. I love her. Ugh. She's what so is, great. Yeah. What does she say about the face? Wipe get that, get that, wipe that face off your head. Wipe that face off your head. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we've got some lingering questions about Dazed and Confused. Hey, everyone, it's the J-Man, and I'm the host of the Double Turn Podcast. 
Every month, myself and a featured guest bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in the industry, or taking a look back at some of the greatest matches and moments in history. So check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And give us a follow on Twitter at TDT Wrestling Pod and on Instagram at The Double Term Podcast. And don't forget to check out our home base at WabamEntertainment.com for all your comic book and movie needs. And check out our sister podcast, Hops and Box Office Flops. Enjoy, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hello, and welcome back to the 212th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. And we're talking 1993's Dazed and Confused. First and foremost, gentlemen, are you surprised this flopped? We'll start with Debbie Downer, Captain Cash. I mean, Kinda? It's one of those movies where this had to find its audience outside of the theater because it is so endlessly quotable. But also, virtually everyone in this movie was an unknown at the time. Like, they'd go on to do more, but you weren't selling this movie on Matthew McConaughey or Ben, uh, ben Affleck or any of the other cast. Like I think at the time, like maybe I recognized Adam Goldberg from Stand Up. That was it in 1993. I, I so, mean, there really isn't. There is no star, yeah, which is kind of a hallmark of of the movie I'll recommend later as well. Is and Linkletter is a big fan of sort of low key films. Like it's it's not star dependent filmmaking. It's much more about the movie and the dialogue and whatever, but. That does make it a tough sell. Now, if you re-released it in 1997, yeah, it makes then like it makes a bunch of money. Yeah. So, what do you think, Blink Blake? Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. It's it's kind of one of those yes and no's. Uh, you know, yes, I'm surprised because it's so good and it's you know just it's a it's a great movie and these movies should do well. Um, but obviously, no, I'm not surprised. There's there's no name, including the director, right? Like. You know, now you say it's a Richard Linkletter film. We're all like, sweet, let's go. Like, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, can't wait for the new one to come out on Netflix. And even some of the ones that aren't like my favorite genre pictures, you tell me it's a it's a Linkletter film. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll give that a shot. No problem. So, so no, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, I'm sure it didn't get enough marketing. It was just always, I said it earlier, it, this movie was destined to be a cult classic from day one. And it certainly found its home there. So, you know. Yeah, and the thing is with a movie like this is if it doesn't do well opening weekend, it's not going to get the legs. Like it, it, but if it had done moderately well, it, it would have gotten the legs. But even like Boyhood, for example, right? That's nominated for Best Picture. That made like twenty two million dollars. Yeah, nobody went to go see that. It was, and, it was a neat idea, but nobody went to go watch it. And I love that movie. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so no, I'm not uh, super surprised. Uh, so, number two, this is an exceptional high school movie. Which of its scenes or storylines resonates most with you? you? You kind of mentioned it earlier, Thunderous Wizard. Uh, it's it's the Moon Tower scene. That, yeah, the, that, the beer bust. Yeah, that was so high school parties. Like, there's nowhere to go, so let's go to nowhere and have the party there. It, oh, I, there's no house? There's nobody's parents out of town? We'll just go. Yeah, we'll find yeah. a field. Uh, you know, we had several friends that had farms uh, in surrounding counties. You know, their their uncle or their you know stepdad or whatever. And so yeah, we just go find a property or a gazebo in a neighborhood. You know, like just some communal space. And I did that 
all through college and working at summer camps too, you know, part of the old tennis courts. We used to call a spot at summer camp, the moon tower, because it was the nowhere spot that we'd go party out in the woods. All right. Captain Cash, what do you think? Was it getting beat up at the beer bust? I mean, no, that didn't help. Uh, I think it was uh, when Wooder gives the speech about, oh, you got to do this, man. Because like everybody I knew in high school had some kind of speech about how this moment was so great and so important. You can do this. And I'm just like, what? Which I like, I'm not trying to say the, the speech isn't a good speech. But it's also kind of self-important and dumb for that. Well, Wooderson has good points, right? But like everybody who's sort of a guy bumming around high school, he's not as smart as he thinks he is. Yeah. Right. And like he's got half-baked ideas. I, I, you know, I know this because I know it. Just listen to me. I, I'm right. I, I've been working for the man. But uh, as a person who had an older sibling, and I was essentially like Mitch Kramer to my sister, same deal, right? Rising senior, rising freshman. That that whole aspect of the film, like him getting taken under the wings of these older kids and like getting treated well because he's related to uh, someone they're all friends with and kind of being in the moment and like feeling like you're part of that group, if only for the day. Like having that, like that, I've had that experience and it's kind of interesting to like see it manifested on the screen but also just bumming around a parking lot and like, what are we going to do? I don't know. Let's just sit here and bullshit in a parking lot. Yep. <laughs> we did a lot of that. A lot, a lot of sitting in cars yeah. and driving around and yeah. cruising and talking and bullshitting, listening to music. Uh, Statute of limitations is probably up on all of these things, but like definitely there was tomfoolery destroying mailboxes. Never cool. That is a federal offense, but Obviously, I knew people who did it, you know, and TPing houses or whatever. But, you know, getting into hijinks and like in the moment you think this is great. And then you're like, that one's so great. Probably shouldn't have done it. Probably shouldn't have put 500 forks in. Yeah, exactly. Yard. Probably shouldn't have drove around the rival high school's parking lot with a carton of eggs, just winging over the car like grenades. But, you know, you did these things, so. But that's high school. Like you, you get bored, and for like lack of better things to do, you do stupid things. Yeah, I used to get go get chased by a Brahma bull. Yeah, <laughs> that's very stupid. <laughs> go get chased by livestock. Why not? Ohio. Yeah, cow tipping. I probably shouldn't tell that story in the podcast to be memorialized forever. <laughs> by the time I may or may not have killed an ostrich. Okay. Was it so a wait, sick ostrich? Oh man, you committed like a serious crime here. <laughs> crime <laughs> against nature, maybe. I think it was fine. It ended up being fine. We never uh, saw any articles fine. about it. His neck was broken, but it was totally fine. fine. <laughs> the ostrich, the ostrich lived to fight another day. The owner ate it. Did you try and ride that thing? No, I just wanted a picture. All I wanted to do was take a picture. Things went horribly so, wrong. So what happened? <laughs> so the ostrich was on the other side of an electric fence. And I was waving my hand in front of it. So it would look at my hand towards the camera for the picture. And it oh my bit God. my hand and I grabbed the fence in a moment of panic and the fence was electrified. <laughs> and then the ostrich hit the deck and we bolted. Okay. Well, you electrocuted yourself too. So yeah. Or you shocked the ostrich's brain to death. 
I mean, it has a really small brain, so you, maybe you maybe overloading that thing's not going to be hard. Yeah. Oh my god, you should cut this. This is going to end up being no. Ten, eighteen volts. It's all it takes. Now that I know you did Raiden's fatality for Mortal Kombat One, I think we got to keep this in. <laughs> all right, number three, and this is a good one. Who won the movie? Now, to preface this, this isn't about overall career, because I think the answer to that is a much easier one it's affleck or it's mcconaughey maybe depending on your opinion but who would have been the best hang from this group of people captain cash best hang i mean it's not wooderson it's not because he'd be a lot of fun though he'd be he's fun until you leave high school and you're like hey what was that guy doing around all the time yeah exactly creepy yeah. Remember that time he said that the high school girls stay the same age? Eight. That's that's weird. That should have been a flag to us, right? <laughs> we should have. That's when we should have known. So who's your who's your hang? It's Mila, isn't it? Sixteen-year-old Mila Jovovich? No, I'll I'll give it another decade at least. Well, maybe you're sixteen too. I'm not saying you have to be make it all weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, Goldberg made me laugh the entire time. And he doesn't seem like a like he's a dipshit. He's not a what? bad person. I mean, then again, you would have had to ice his face after he got beat up by Clint. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of neuroses going on there. Honestly, a- I really like the nerd crew. I think they're also super relatable. And I had friends just like that as well. And we, I mean, uh, look at us now. We basically are those people. We're not yeah. sitting in a car, but... We're talking about. We could be. Should I go sit in the car? Ridiculous shit every week. We don't need to have a right wing podcast where you sit in cars and rant. <laughs> I mean, I have a pickup truck in the driveway. I could do this. No, Ooh, do you have sunglasses. You got to have sunglasses too. That's you know, what I, got, I got. All kinds of shades. You know that. Nice. That's perfect. what O'Banion is doing right now. The character of O'Banion. <laughs> is oh ranting. no, he he absolutely listens to Joe Rogan religiously. Oh yeah. Freedom is free. Wooderson, I told you, you hippie son of a bitch. I think O'Banion, I think O'Banion's a full-on QAnon. Oh, oh yeah. easily. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, he clearly <laughs> never graduates from high school. So, like you can't just... prove O'Banion wasn't the QAnon shaman. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we cannot. I've never seen him in the same place at the same time. All is right. It my so, turn? Uh yeah, Blink Blake, best hang. Uh, this is easy. It's Dawson. It's Don Dawson all day, every day. Uh, yeah, he took my um ah, my yes. Uh, I mean, obviously, like I said, Wooderson would be fun, but I think he's one of those guys that ends up making you sad uh, when you do the hang because he never moved on with his life. But but Dawson Dawson's going to get out of there eventually. But yeah. and he knows that. But while he's there, he's going to make the most of it. He's the guy that's fun to hang out with. He doesn't get all up in pink shit when he decides when he kind of tells off coach and says, I may or may not play football next year. Like he's like, you know what? People got to be people. Um, so that's it. Yeah. So that's, that's it. it. I had as much fun while I was stuck in this place. He was great, man. I played as hard as I could while I was stuck in this place. He's my as guy. many girls as I could. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's great. He's, he, my, he, he's my favorite character. He tells Wiley to show it to her. Yeah. Uh, which I've I said it to my friends in bars countless times. <laughs> he's just the best. He's the best. I can't say Benny because even though I'm probably most like Benny, where I take life a little too seriously. Uh, and I definitely would have been pissed if my friend, the starting quarterback, was going to quit the team. 
Yeah, that would you suck. Know, to like hang out with Wooderson, I would be kind of pissed about that. Uh, I can't say Benny because he just takes everything too seriously. So, man, you really put me in a pickle here because that's my guy. Don Dawson's my guy. Yeah, Dawson's. I mean, he's the he's clearly the best hang. Uh, I, I don't even think it's debatable. Yeah, I you know I know that like like who am I going to go to the Aerosmith concert with? Probably Don Dawson, but definitely I'm going with uh, Smokey McPot. Uh, what's his name? Slater. 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 Here's the thing, like Slater's Slater's great, but I couldn't take him seriously as a human being. Like I can't right. be around that twenty four seven because he's not only is he like baked constantly, he's also very stupid. And hey, there's only so many. Martha Washington was a hip, 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 hip lady. Hip, hip lady, man. <laughs> Fields of it. Yeah, could, could that it. shit. You don't know that. I get who would I? I mean, who would be my runner up? Maybe Mitch Kramer's sister. She seems awesome. Yeah, I like her. And if Pink doesn't date her over Simone, he's crazy. Yeah, I mean, now don't get me wrong. Joey Lauren Adams is forever one of my '90s crushes. Like, I love her. But her big thing is she hangs out with Parker Posey's character, which is like, I can't be around that. Can't handle with that. Can't, I can't. Mm-mm. You're you're just off. The real challenging choice way. you're having to make here. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with uh, Jody Kramer as my backup to Don Dawson since Bling Blake stole my answer. Stole your answer. Uh, now, who'd be the worst hang? I'm taking it now because it is Parker Posey's character. I don't care to learn her character's name. I hate her. You yep. love it. You love it. No, they don't love it. You're terrible. You don't want to hang out with Darla Marks? Come on. You make getting hit with a paddle seem appealing. I would rather have the boy's punishment than the girl's punishment. I can tell you that much right now. Yeah. Yes, 100%. I do love how the nerds sit on the car. A lot of mustard and ketchup to get out of places. Discussing how like the whole town just accepts this as being normal. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also why those guys are so great. Are we the bad guys? Hans. Are we the oh, baddies? For me, no way. She sucks. I'd never hang out with her. I would talk shit about her every chance I got. I would yell at her from across a party like, you suck. I hate you. Leave. Yeah. No one in no one wants you here. It's my house. Get out. Get out. Your parents don't even like you. Uh bling bling. Well, they left you here to have this party. Worst hang. Leave. Yeah. They didn't want to take you on family vacation. You're so terrible. <laughs> mine's mine's obvious and i know the cast better so i'll let captain cash go first in case i also snake his worst hang i mean it it's if not her it's ben affleck's character right it's a banyan yeah, yeah he, that's also what i he said. just he seems awful but he's a great guy to have on your side blocking for you yeah 100 percent. oh so. sure i knew a lot of guys that i loved between the white lines could be Pickford's dad. Everywhere that guy, else. That guy seems terrible, Pickford's dad. I don't know. He seems kind of like the way I'm going to be as a dad. Like, we're not going anywhere. Take the bags out of the car. I, You know, I'm kind of torn between Goldberg annoyed me. Mike, like he was, he was so neurotic and so like hell bent on making something and basically like, he basically shat on his friends the entire movie. And they're like, they basically said like what we've been doing has not been a good enough experience. We have to do something else. And then he ruins the experience. 
right getting fixated on a battle he most certainly is not going to win right because you know i get the theory like in theory oh like i throw one good punch it'll get broken up it's like nah dude people want to see fights <laughs> yeah especially at that yeah. point yeah it's gonna go way more than one punch it's gonna yeah. go at least three to five yeah you got to be prepared for some comeuppance if you're going to throw that first one but that being said clint clint would be a worse hang i don't like yeah, the aggro no, guys i don't i don't need my entire party to be dedicated to ensuring you don't hit somebody we actually like yeah for no reason at all you're a scumbag <laughs> that's it clint does suck fair yeah, yeah, yeah clint sucks suck. Nikki Cat, by the way, plays Clint, who, again, like, I mean, these guys were all kind of around in the 90s. And then Boiler Room picks up a bunch, like a bunch of guys like this. They get the other Rabisi. You get that secondary Rabisi. Yeah. All right. So now we are on to our final lingering question. In 1993, if you could have predicted who would emerge from this a star, who would have been your pick? So you have this cast of people and we know now it's really like kind of 50, 50 who hit, who didn't hit. For example, Jason London, right. Doesn't hit. And he's supposed to be the big star of the movie. Uh, Sean, An- Sean Andrews Pickford doesn't hit. Uh, Sasha Jensen doesn't hit, which is baffling to me. That That's the one that's like, that surprises me. The other people that didn't necessarily hit, I'm like, man, okay. But he should have he should have hit. Yeah. I mean, the London boys are so interchangeable. I can't tell them apart. Yeah, so... and the, and the thing is Jeremy had a better career, but he never did anything as good as this. Mall rats, I guess you could debate, but this is better than mall rats. But it's Which the one... same kind of like I think people look at mall rats in the same sort of reflective like, oh, I love that movie. There's a lot of nostalgia for that movie. Which one was in Out Cold? This one? This one. Yeah. Yeah. But Jason was in Mall Rats. No, cool. Jeremy's in Mall Rats. Jeremy's in Jeremy's in Mall Rats. This is Jason. This is yep. Jason. And they're there both in go. seventh heaven. Yeah. So if I had to predict who wasn't gonna make it, the guy who I can't distinguish from his brother. Well, yeah. That's fair. They probably actually snaked a lot of each other's roles. Yeah. You know? And plus they both, I think, had serious codependency chemical issues at certain points in time and oh well, that's, that's a bummer. I didn't yeah but uh my i mean i thought sausage jensen when i saw this movie i'm like what else is that guy in and he's in he's been basically nothing except for halloween 4 and some other smaller things but it shocks me he is the best hang for a reason he owns this movie he's got more charisma than just about anybody aside from mcconaughey but McConaughey was a big star, so it's like, yeah, but I he wasn't I, the big star when this came yeah. out. But I could have predicted him too. Affleck isn't in the movie enough for me to be like, yeah, that guy's going to be somebody. Yeah, I think Affleck's the dark horse. Uh, he's obviously big, tall, handsome, and crushing it uh, in the scenes that he's in. But McConaughey was is who I. You watch this movie and you go, "There's nobody with." like you said, more charisma than Matthew McConaughey. Like, Wooderson is fantastic. He steals every scene he's in. Here, Here's the thing. When you, when your big, like, sort of moment is entering a pool hall to Hurricane by Bob Dylan. 
I think the stars have aligned. Yeah. You're I mean, in. You're a made the, man. Like the, the reason why you know McConaughey was the one that was going to be a star in 1993 is that you can say, all right, all right, all right, to a teenager today, and they'll know that it's Matthew McConaughey that you're talking about. He's also the most quotable character. For sure. I think it's honestly a testament to McConaughey that they took a character who played just a little different is a lot creepier. And you just kind of let it slide because, man, that dude's cool. He's charming, man. That character could be super weird. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, generally like if it, that if it's character Uncle Rico. <laughs> is weird in other movies. Like when they go to the older kids party in super bad everybody at the party is weird even though it's their own party it's like these guys are losers these guys are terrible yeah like jolo trujillo trujillo or however you pronounce his name and i i, I never get it right but he's a weirdo in that movie 100 oh, percent. Yeah. well he's also not welcome doesn't he get like headbutted quickly yeah, after arriving yeah. <laughs> yeah. but he's like hey let me pick up these high school kids they're cool yeah they're cool <laughs> It'll be all right. All right. So that's that's our lingering questions about Days and Confused. And when we come back, we've got the all right, all right, all right trivia challenge. Hello, and welcome back to the 212th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We are talking Dazed and Confused, and we are on to the all right, all right, all right. Hey, <laughs> watch the leather, man. Trivia challenge. Uh, tonight, we've got a standard five-question multiple-choice format quiz, and you'll be playing for those soldier memorial statues painted to look like members of KISS. By the way, Gene Simmons ended up buying those yes. at an auction for six grand. My man. Uh, your chime-ins tonight will be, watch the leather, man, dominant male monkey motherfucker, or Martha Washington was a hip, hip, hip lady, man, even though it's she was, you know, you got to... Make sure it's about Martha uh, or any of the pod standards or any other quote from this movie because there is a million. So all right, all right, all right, yeah. all right. All right. Number one, Top Notch Burger, which unfortunately closed in 2008 after the owner's death, was also featured in this movie. Is it A, Varsity Blues? Is it B, Friday Night Lights? Is it C, North Dallas 40? Or is it D, Career High? All right, all right, all right. Captain Cash. North Dallas 40. Incorrect. Ah, the other Also a great movie point. that you should watch. I love that movie. Point. Nick Nolte, so good. Dominant male monkey motherfucker. Bling, bling. It's got to be Friday Night Lights, baby. Nope, it's in Varsity Blues. That's where his girlfriend works. Oh, damn it. Uh, Amy Smart of, works at Top Notch. I, you know, and I did that wrong because I was thinking that Friday Night Lights was filmed in Austin, and it's not. It's filmed in West Texas, and Varsity Blues was filmed in Austin. And in fact, Bling's brother-in-law uh, tried to be, I think, was an extra in Varsity Blues. There you go. Ten. She's ten. I um, give her a ten. So apparently uh, the, the paddles, which they did make for this movie, the, those are custom paddles that, that the cast made for the film, were on display there for years at that top-notch burger. Nice. So That is pretty cool. All right. We're at zeros. We're on to number two. The word man is uttered in this film, 203 times. That is a lot, but it's not nearly as glaring as the amount of times Mitch Kramer touches his nose. How many times did that happen? 
Is it A37? Is it B42? Is it C48? Or is it D53? All Parts right, all right, all right. I think Captain Cash snuck in there first. B. It is 42. He touches. Ah! He touched, he the answer the to the light, the universe, nose. and everything. 42, 42. times. Uh, so Mitch Kramer, Wiley Wiggins, ended up not doing much acting aside from, I mean, he was in the faculty, but he is a video game developer. Oh. So, yeah. Which, I mean, yeah. as career paths post-child actor go is definitely among the least destructive. I, yeah. I like that, that Linkletter basically wanted to cast him because he was he, doing, like, hood rat shit, like smoking cigarettes and hanging out in coffee shops. Yeah, and, he was like, and, oh, I'm uh, that kind of guy. And also, he had to lie about playing baseball. And so all the shots from behind him are a double because he could not throw a baseball. <laughs> Can't throw a baseball at all. Yeah. All right, number three. It is one to nothing, Captain Cash. Marissa Rabisi, twin sister of Giovanni Rabisi, uh, who played the redhead Cynthia, is married to this musician. Is it A. Chris Novoselic of Nirvana fame? Is it B. Trey Cool of Green Day fame? Is it C. Chris Trainer of Bush fame? Or is it D. Beck of Beck fame? Of Beck. Fame. All right, all right. <laughs> Beck of Beck. That is correct. And uh, he and her brother are both Scientologist nuttos. So Aww. must be how they met. And I love Beck. So it kind of breaks my heart. I love Beck's music. Ugh. Yeah. Be a lot cooler if you weren't involved in a cult. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Be a lot cooler if you never measured your thetans. I can't believe I'm getting, I'm going to lose this quiz to a guy that doesn't even like this movie. This is bullshit. This is embarrassing. But hey. We have a bonus question right now. So you can still win or tie, potentially. Uh, so bonus, Marissa Rabisi was only 17. I was wrong, not 16. 17 at the time of filming and was only allowed on set because she was accompanied by her boyfriend, who was 22 at the time. Who was she dating? Hint. He was a skateboarder turned actor, and we mentioned... Jason Lee! First- oh, correct. damn it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, not skunked. That is correct. So it is two to one now. Um, and I'll also have another bonus just for shits later, just in case. Uh, number four, Matthew McConaughey reprised his role of Wooderson in Butch Walker and the Black Widow's music video for their song titled What? Is it A, Synthesizers? Is it B, Day Drunk? Is it C, Bullet Belt? Or is it D, Be Good Until Then? All right, all right, all right. Bling, bling. Let's go with D, be good until then. Incorrect. Damn. All right, all right, all right. Bullet belt? Incorrect. It was synthesizers. <sighs> and you can uh, see that online. And it's glorious. It's just so cool. McConaughey, maybe. Time Ooh. is a flat circle. He'll always Time be Wooderson. And he's a dwarf. <laughs> I'm a so dwarf. Two to one, heading into question number five. So if we do tie, I've got another bonus just in case. On The Office, this character listed Dazed and Confused as one of their desert island films. Is it A, Creed? Is it B, Jim? Is it C, Michael? Or is it D, Pam? All right, all right, all right. Captain Cash. Pam. 
And you are the winner, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Pam. Like, listen, I I, I would have went with like if I hadn't watched The Office a million times, I would go with Creed, just knowing because he was in that seventies band. I almost we'll bought. Sort of finished, I, but... I came this close to buying a Grassroots album today at the antique store in in Ohio. So I Creed seemed like too too obvious. Yeah, yeah, like it's not weird enough. Yeah. So Pam said that it's also one of tarantino's favorite films and chuck Klosterman, if you're familiar with him he's like a he's a music journalist but he also is an author and he has several really good books that i recommend uh he is what he said he has watched this film more than 65 times if you want to do a couple bonuses uh we can because i have bonus no i'm happy to take my winnings (laughs) thank you well for example as i mentioned pickford was so hated by the rest of the cast, what do you think they called him? It rhymes with his character name. Shitford. Shitford. Prickford. Pickford. Prickford Prickford. is better. (laughs) Prickford. (laughs) Jeremy London. And there's an oral history um, of this movie called All Right, All Right, All Right, which I just bought. It was written in 2020. So I'm kind of excited to read it. But uh, they asked Jeremy London, like, well, how much did you guys hate him? And he goes, put it this way. We called him Prickford. Because apparently all he did was sit in his trailer all day and hang out with Mia Jovovich, which, you know, I guess it's worse I mean, I things you could yeah, do. Yeah, I can't blame him for that. Yeah. But he was not, not made like, of stone. Yeah, he did not sake. get along with the rest of the cast. Uh, all right. We're on to recommendations. So what do you have for us this week, Captain Cash? So uh, for those of you who read comics, one of the seminal runs by Al Ewing in the last three years has been the Immortal Hulk. Well, I think as of last week, Ewing has started a new run on the Immortal Thor. And when asked about it, it's like, yeah, no, I, I know how much people like Immortal Hulk. I know what I'm doing when I'm calling this this comic run Immortal Thor. Uh, I picked up the first one. It The art is pretty rad, and they're leaning really heavy into like some really deep like Norse mythology. And it's hard to say, you know, it, is it a good comic or not? Because it's been one issue. But I'm interested to see where this goes. But it's worth reading more. Yeah. Which is good because sometimes you pick up a comic and you're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. But this Which, is uh, it's going to be interesting. I haven't read comics in quite a while. But once that Justice League versus Godzilla versus King Kong comes out, I'm going to buy gonna that. It's going to be pretty rad, actually. And I'm, and I'm definitely going to buy the sequels to... Superman 78 and Batman 89. Nice. So those will be my my comic purchases. Uh Bling Blake, what do you recommend this week? Besides well, having a beer bus at the Moon Tower. Have a beer bus at the Moon Tower. I highly recommend that. It is fall, so it's getting on to uh drinking outside by campfire season. So highly recommend the Moon Tower beer bus. I'm a huge uh, Linkletter fan. So just a few of my favorites here. Um, we mentioned several of them on the pod already tonight, but one that we did not, which features the nose toucher himself, Wiley Wiggins, is a super weird movie called Waking Life. Um, it's about lucid dreaming, and it was one of the first times pe- they did the thing where they they illustrate or color onto the film so it looks like a cartoon but they filmed a movie and then colorized it. It's, it's cool, man. Later done in a scanner darkly, which he yeah. also directed, which, uh, is, which is also great. And has yeah, Robert Downey well Jr. in it. It's like 
got such yeah keanu reeves robert Downey jr yeah incredible um, guys, yeah yeah and and so i i love waking life um it definitely goes down as one of those totally weird movies that i love i know i've mentioned bernie on the pod before with uh, jack black and shirley mclean based on a true story uh also has mcconaughey in it of course the you mentioned it earlier uh t-dubs the the before sunrise trilogy so before sunrise before sunset before midnight uh, love those movies and there's a bunch more but great place to start just check out some richard linkletter movies man i i, I love that guy and I'm looking forward to, to hitman which stars glenn powell and comes out on october 3rd yeah i think he also did tape with the because sunrise is all with ethan hawk and yeah, julie, julie delphi yeah and uh tape was when ethan hawk was still married to uma thurman and it's it's just a very intense movie about like this conversation that's recorded on tape but that's a good one too like they're just small very well acted very well written movies um so i've got plenty of recommendations because we've been off for a week uh so i love when old men kick ass and kill people so i watched the first two equalizers yes. <laughs> in preparation for the equalizer three somehow um, i thought this was going expendables four but well Here's the thing. So I'm saving my you have to see this guy murder people with me card for Expendables 4 with my wife because she she'll only see so many old people killing people movies. <laughs> so we're going to see that. That's our Expendables versary because Expendables 2 came out like the first year we were dating. So this is our Expendables versary. It's a very big year for us, for me. Very important. Uh, I'm sure it's a lot, a lot more big for you than it is yeah. for, for Mrs. Wizard. I'm so psyched for Expendables 4. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, I've also been watching this documentary on Netflix called Wrestlers, which is about Ohio Valley wrestling. And it chronicles like the struggles of independent professional wrestling and uh, primarily features Al Snow, who's a favorite of Mayor McCheese. God rest his soul. Uh Wait, Mayor McCheese died? Al Snow's soul. <laughs> no, no, Al Snow's fine. Uh, but it's good. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Mayor McCheese is dead then. Yeah. Mayor, okay. Mayor McCheese is totally dead. Uh, <laughs> at least to us. Um, you should watch it. It's seven episodes. It's really good. And it's not just about wrestling. It's about like, you know, these people struggling. To My life, live, man. Live their dream. And honestly, I mean some of them are probably a little out of touch with reality. Like they're too old or it's not going to happen. And you got to appreciate the hustle though. And it's just really well done. The guy who did it did uh, the last chance you series and the, the cheerleader series. So he's done some other good sports documentary stuff, but, and then lastly, if you love dazed and confused, like I do, then you have to watch Richard Linkletter's spiritual successor, 2016. Everybody wants some. It follows a 1980s small Texas college baseball team. And I think it's the closest artistic representation of what college rugby felt like for me. So from the camaraderie of the team, the hijinks, the weird personalities you encounter in a team like that. Um, you also get a very young Glenn Powell and it's very clear he's going to be a star. And you also get Tyler Hoechlin, the current TV Superman. And it's like, this guy's going to be a star. Um, Wyatt Russell's in it. It's a great movie. So check it out. Zoe Deutsch is in it. I think I often talk with one of our old rugby buddies from Miami because we both love Days and Confused and Richard Linkletter. And he was always very, he's like, oh, it's fine. 
it feels like a collection of scenes but now he's come around and it's a, it's a good movie it's infinitely rewatchable it's free on pluto tv so you don't even have to rent it you can just watch it for free and if you haven't seen it it's awesome so everybody wants some great soundtrack again which like letter does that's that that's a thing you know so yeah check that out you could also buy it for like three dollars right now so and i guarantee you'll watch it more than once so yeah have you seen that bling bling yes and i like that movie very much it needs to go on the rewatch list though it's been a minute i mean that would qualify as a flop because that was released in so few theaters that i'm sure it is yeah yeah so remember, you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at WriterTLK for now until Musk destroys what's left of it, that Nazi sack of shit. You mean X? <laughs> You're on X? Yeah. I heard they're going to start charging you to use X soon. Yeah, great. You know how much revenue you'd get from my tweets, you moron? <laughs> the same amount as he's yeah. getting now? Yeah. Zero? It's not worth my monthly membership, put it that way. Nope. <laughs> uh, you can find Captain Cash on most social media at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H. And Chumzilla, who could not join us, can be found at Chumzilla8 on Twitter. McCheese, who's dead, you can send uh, cards to me and I will forward them to his family. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He can be found at HBO McCheese, but he never tweets or appears on this show, so don't do it. Or, uh, hit, or find... hit McDonald's. He makes yeah. appearances still, sometimes. Yeah. Occasionally he's there, you know, hanging out in the ball pit, so... I assumed he had official McDonald land business. He once got where... stuck in one of the slides. So, uh, and <laughs> bling Blake can be found at bling Blake on Twitter. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review on Apple podcasts and be sure to like share and subscribe and connect with us on social media to share ideas for future episodes. In the end listeners, remember one thing. Indeed, the older you do get, the more rules they're going to try and get you to follow. You just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. We'll see you next week for our final gridiron flop, a movie about inches on the field and in the shower any given Sunday. <laughs>